Section 53 of the Junior Classics, Volume 9, Stories of Today. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Rose and the Ring by William H. Thackeray chapter 19 and now we come to the last scene in the pantomime the many ups and downs of her life had given the princess rosalba prodigious strength of mind and that highly principled young woman presently recovered from her fainting fit out of which fairy blackstick from a precious essence which the fairy always carried in her pocket weakened her instead of tearing her hair crying and bemoaning herself the fainting again as many young women would have done rosalba remembered that she owed an example of firmness to her subjects and though she loved giglo more than her life was determined as she told the fairy not to interfere between him and justice or to cause him to break his royal word i cannot marry him but i shall love him always says she to blackstick i will go and be present at his marriage with the countess and sign the book and wish them happy with all my heart i will see when i get home whether i cannot make the new queen some handsome presents the crim tartary crown diamonds are uncommonly fine and i shall never have any use for them i will live and die unmarried like queen elizabeth and of course i shall leave my crown to giglo when i quit this world let us go and see them married my dear fairy let me say one last farewell to him and then if you please i will return to my own dominions so the fairy kissed rosalba with peculiar tenderness and at once changed her wand into a very comfortable coach and four with a steady coachman and two respectable footmen behind and the fairy and rosalba got into the coach which angelica and bulbo entered after them as for honest bulbo he was blubbering in the most pathetic manner quite overcome by rosalba's misfortune she was touched by the honest fellow's sympathy promised to restore to him the confiscated estates of duke padella his father and created him as he sat there in the coach prince highness and first grandee of the crim tartar empire the coach moved on and being a fairy coach soon came up with the bridal procession before the ceremony at the church it was the custom in paphagonia as it is in other countries for the bride and bridegroom to sign the contract of marriage which was to be witnessed by the chancellor 
minister lord mayor and principal officers of state now as the royal palace was being painted and furnished anew it was not ready for the reception of the king and his bride who proposed at first to take up their residence at the prince's palace that one which valoroso occupied when angelica was born and before he usurped the throne so the marriage party drove up to the palace the dignitaries got out of their carriages and stood aside poor rosalba stepped out of her coach supported by bulbo and stood almost fainting up against the railings so as to have a last look of her dear giglo as for blackstick she according to her custom had flown out of the coach window in some inscrutable manner and was now standing at the palace door giglo came up the steps with his horrible bride on his arm looking as pale as if he was going to execution he only frowned at the fairy blackstick he was angry with her and thought she came to insult his misery get out of the way pray says gruffenough hotly i wonder why you are always poking your nose into other people's affairs are you determined to make this poor young man unhappy says blackstick to marry him yes what business is it of yours pray madame don't say you to a queen cried gruffenough you won't take the money he offered you no you won't let him off his bargain though you know you cheated him when you made him sign the paper impudence policeman remove this woman cries gruffenough and the policemen were rushing forward but with a wave of her wand the fairy struck them all like so many statues in their places you won't take anything in exchange for your bond mrs gruffenough cries the fairy with awful severity i speak for the last time no shrieks gruffenough stamping with her foot i'll have my husband my husband my husband you shall have your husband the fairy blackstick cried and advancing a step laid her hand upon the nose of the knocker as she touched it the brass nose seemed to elongate the open mouth opened still wider and uttered a roar which made everybody start the eyes rolled wildly the arms and legs uncurled themselves writhed about and seemed to lengthen with each twist the knocker expanded into a figure in yellow livery six feet high the screws by which it was fixed to the door unloosened themselves and jenkins gruffenough once more trod the threshold off which he had been lifted more than twenty years ago masters not at home 
said jenkins just in his old voice and mrs jenkins giving a dreadful youp fell down in a fit in which nobody minded her for everybody was shouting huzzay huzzay hip hip hooray long live the king and queen were such things ever seen no never 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 the fairy blackstick forever the bells were ringing double peals the guns roaring and banging most prodigiously bulbo was embracing everybody the lord chancellor was flinging up his wig and shouting like a madman Hedsoff had got the archbishop round the waist and they were dancing a jig for joy and as for giglow i leave you to imagine what he was doing and if he kissed rosalba once twice twenty thousand times i am sure i don't think he was wrong so gruff enough opened the hall door with a low bow just as he had been accustomed to do and they all went in and signed the book and then they went to church and were married and the fairy blackstick sailed away on her cane and was never more heard of in paphagonia and here ends the fireside pantomime end of section fifty three recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c end of the junior classics volume nine stories of today compiled by william padden